Today, I'm going to talk about before you take ibuprofen, try this instead. And I know that some of you might have been waiting for a lecture here from someone else. Uh, they had to cancel at the last minute due to some health emergency. So I appreciate the opportunity for The Real Truth About Health to allow me to come in and just to give another lecture. So let's get started. Before you take ibuprofen, try this instead. So what is the problem? So let's talk about what is the problem. The problem is this, and if for those who read my book, An Inflammation Nation, uh, the 10 definitive steps of preventing, reversing, and treating all diseases using diet, lifestyle, and the use of natural anti-inflammatories, I go into this and also my previous lectures here on The Real Truth About Health, which I've given about six so far, is that you know, we talk about smoking, we talk about solar radiation, alcohol. I spend a lot of time here, and most of these uh, practitioners on this program will be talking about why we should be eating a whole food plant-based diet. And I speak heavily in my book about the standard American diet and its dangers, as well as the problems with certain fads like ketogenic diets and paleo diets, and really where this is causing and contributing to most of our diseases. And unfortunately, we all in the last three years went through a pandemic, and which is just recently kind of overcoming the hump. And we learned about viruses, but we also can get infections with bacteria and parasites. Uh, also, unfortunately, there's a whole issue with climate and how that's affecting our bodies, stress and inflammation as well, chemical toxicity. So all these different aspects, which all of us around the world have exposure to and experience, uh, some more than others, is contributing to inflammation. But what is inflammation? So inflammation, just shortly, you know, and my book will cover it. My previous lectures go into much, much detail. But inflammation is the triggering mechanism of all diseases. So when you think of like heart disease, diabetes, you think of uh, even cancer or autoimmune disease. And in the past, again, three years, you know, we had this pandemic with this virus that caused a systemic inflammatory response and was very dangerous. Some people actually died as there was over one and a half million uh, people have passed away from uh, COVID. But it's the stacking effect of inflammatory responses in our body on top of the chronic inflammation that we have. And so our goal is to always be lowering this inflammatory response. So what is the inflammation, though? Inflammation is like fire within your body, right? So we do need a certain amount of inflammation, right? We do need to, you know, when we exercise, you're going to have a little bit of inflammation, a little bit of soreness. But if you have too much inflammation, that causes degeneration. The chronic inflammatory response is a damaging response. And so when we think of inflammation, the root of the word inflammation just comes from the word flam, fire. And the suffix is itis, I-T-I-S. And all that means is that anything that you put in before it, and it has the word itis, just means inflammation of that area. So when you think of controlled inflammation, which your body does need some, we can't have zero. And that's where some of the side effects later on we'll talk about when we give certain drugs or now certain autoimmune drugs and certain cancer drugs or immunotherapy drugs or suppressor drugs, we are controlling it too much. And that can be a double-edged sword. But think of the body like your house. You have a uh, a kitchen, you have a living room and you have your bed. You want to have a certain temperature that it keeps it warm, right? You want to cook your food at a certain temperature. You want your house to be a certain temperature and you want your bed nice and cozy. However, when there's uncontrolled inflammation down here, we will think of like a kitchen fire or maybe your bedroom caught on fire or your living room caught on fire. That's too much and it's damaging. So when we look at inflammation, that chronic inflammation that we get, Acute would be a trauma, for example. Acute would be an allergic attack. Acute would be a sprained ankle, for example. We're talking about the chronic issues that it's lingering. It's longer for weeks and weeks or months or even decades. But chronic inflammation leads to chronic diseases. So when we have a healthy joint, a normal knee, over time, we get more arthritis and degeneration of that joint, right? Osteoarthritis, bone inflammation. You have a colon. 
So we have a normal colon, and then we have inflammation of that colon. We call it ulcerative colitis, or even things like Crohn's disease. And the number one killer right now still in the United States and around the world is heart disease. So we're looking at eating high animal protein diets, which is full of uh, cholesterol and saturated fats. That causes this inflammatory response, both from the pro-inflammatory foods and the cholesterol from that foods causing heart disease. And we even look at things like now with dementias and brain disorders or mood disorders, or even cognitive disorders, we're looking at inflammation triggering beta amyloid, tau, and tangle proteins that actually cause dysfunction and degeneration of the brain. So inflammation is a systemic problem that we're all getting exposed to. Now, the further problem is there's over 200 different itis conditions. And most of us around the world on a daily basis will be suffering will be suffering from some of these. Now, some of them will be minor, but some of them will be major. So I'll just give you some examples. Starting with my top of my head, some people can get a dermatitis, maybe in their scalp. Maybe they can get a, a runny nose, they get a rhinitis or sinusitis, or they can get red eyes, you know, conjunctivitis, or we can get you know, a sore throat, pharyngitis, or if we speak too much or we sing too much, we can get a laryngitis, right? Uh, we can get also uh, a thyroiditis, which a lot of people have. We can get bronchitis of our lungs. We can get esophagitis, reflux and heartburn and gastritis, and we can get a colitis, and we can get an arthritis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, prostatitis, vaginitis. So everybody can have some kind of itis. The challenge is that these inflammatory triggers are predominantly coming from the diet, and we have to look at and the environment and also the lifestyle. And in my book, An Inflammation Nation, I give you the 10 steps of how to prevent and reverse those through diet and lifestyle. Now, the bigger problem with chronic inflammation is not just degeneration of disease, but it's also that it's a pathway to cancer over time. So what happens is, for example, in ulcerative colitis patients, 43% of them over about 30 years will develop into having colon cancer. A patient with active rheumatoid arthritis over 10 years has a 71 time higher rate of getting a lymphoma than the general population. And even a little inflammatory response from HPV on the cervical tissue may in 10 to 20 years turn into a cervical cancer in that patient. So we now know that inflammation is not only just a short-term, but a long-term problem. And those that have it even longer put themselves at further risk of even worse diseases and conditions such as cancer. So what's the problem again? Well, the problem is this. Standard American lifestyle and diet. You know, although everybody will look at the picture on the right and say, this is what we should eat. The problem is that most of the majority of Americans are still eating what's on the left, right? We're eating highly ultra-processed food, highly animal protein food, saturated fats, high salt, high sugar. My book will call, cover all this in detail. Also, for those who will say, well, you know what? I don't eat this kind of food. I don't eat fast food, Dr. Pai. I actually eat clean. I eat organic. I get my grass-fed beef, and I get my wild-caught fish, and I get my free-range chicken. Um, well, the to be surprising, uh, the data will show, and my book will cover this, it's 450 pages, over 1,000 references to the, the, the scientific research and data published, is that organic meats do not show any health benefits versus conventional. So although we were told to pay more for pound, because that was our get out of jail free card of like, hey, let me just eat something healthier or cleaner, that cleanness of paying a little bit more did not decrease our rate of getting cancer, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, et cetera. Okay, so be careful of not falling into the trap where the industry is trying to tell us like, well, let's just eat cleaner meat. So I only eat grass fed. Uh, 
Dr. Pai. But the thing is, we'll understand is that in my book, we'll talk about even the grass now is GMO. Most of the grass is a Scots uh, division of Monsanto. And so even the alfalfa and the hay as well. So there's that, that also will bioaccumulate into food and that will be a problem. So we want to move to an anti-inflammatory diet. So what is an anti-inflammatory diet? Well, anti-inflammatory diet is this. And, you know, I, I hopefully when you watch this at home, uh, when you go back and, and rewatch this video, you will just stop and pause and take a look at this. At the end of the day, if anybody asks you, well, why are you eating more plant-based? And why, you know, why should you not eat a keto diet or a paleo diet or a carnivorous diet, for example, is that if you understand this slide, that's all you need to know. And if most people will argue the other opposite, saying you should be eating these other pro-inflammatory foods, then that truly makes me understand that they don't fully get or understand the complexities and nuances of the immune system, about the microbiome, of physiology, and just overall health. Animal proteins are pro-inflammatory, right? It has less, little to no antioxidants, even grass-fed and wild-caught. It has no phytonutrients. And so what is a phytonutrient? Phytonutrients, everything that you see in a health store that comes in a pill, right? Every kind of beta-carotene and, and curcumin and ginger and every resveratrol, every lycopene, everything that's a plant phyto, meaning plant nutrient, only comes from plants. And so when we see at the health store, there is no pig pill. There's no, you know, there's no chicken pill. There's no bacon pill. There's no beef pill. Uh, there's no fish pill, actually, that we give to actually prevent or reverse or treat diseases. In fact, it's actually the omega-3 from the fish, which is the oil, uh, not even the protein. 